Welcome to Vote With Power podcast number seven. Our topic for today is what crime is doing to America and how can we stop it? My name is Denny Bowersox. I'm the author of the book Vote With Power and the founder and CEO of the organization, which is uniting voters and giving them a voice. The purpose of my podcast is to keep voters informed what is honestly going on in Washington, the direction of our country that is being taken away from where most voters want it to go, how Americans can get it back on the right path, what are Americans' major problems, the devastating effects, and what can be done to solve those problems, in addition to solutions for voters to have influence over the power currently held by the political parties and big money. Let's take a look at crime in America. How do we like what is happening in America today as far as crime? It's gotten more violent, drastic increases in the frequency of crime, and expanded into most areas of our country. How soon will crime alter your life? Most people don't have an answer for that, yet they feel that crime is heading in their direction like a fire and wind burning across the dry woods heading to burn down their home. Many people have already experienced being the victim of crime. American values do not accept murder, rape, theft, gang violence, intimidation, carjacking, or any other crimes against our citizens. The media calls these crimes and situations as being soft on crime. That is a misnomer. You can't be soft on crime, but you can be soft on criminals, which in America, the current situation is letting criminals go without bail and without punishment. You can also be soft on the enforcement which means to me that we really don't have laws. There's no sense in having laws if we're not going to enforce those laws, and there's no sense in having enforcement that isn't working. What percent of Americans do you think want crime to keep expanding in our country? The crime rates on violent crimes are skyrocketing. Our big cities are full of daily murders, And the American citizens are being threatened. Crime on the victim is like throwing a stone in the pond. It not only affects the spot it entered the water, but the ripple effect resonates through many circles, which is the same in crime. It affects many, many people's lives, not just the victim themselves. Crime has no positive results. Anyone with half a brain knows if you reward and reinforce criminal activities, those behaviors will expand. The more criminals who get away with crime and criminals who are released without penalty will continue their life of crime. From my days of studying and teaching psychology, I know that when you reward good behavior, you get more good behavior 
But if you reward or give attention to bad behavior, you'll get more bad behavior, which means more crime. You don't need a degree in psychology to understand this. It's common sense. Take, for example, the snatch and grab abuse that's going on in our big city retail stores today. Most of the areas are saying that if you steal less than $1,000, you can keep the merchandise and we won't even stop you from doing it. So if you steal merchandise under $1,000 in value, you will not be stopped or prosecuted. When we reward people who break the laws, they will continue, even though they are killing off the businesses they're stealing from. Many businesses in those smaller um, areas or big cities that the inner population, the underserved, will be hurt because those businesses are moving out of the areas. And so if they do go bankrupt or close, the thieves stealing are really stealing not only merchandise, they're stealing the business away from the community and the business's income and profit. And no one can stay in business without income or profit. And, lo and losing businesses hurts the local population and the economy, uh, especially in the inner city areas. When people get away with stealing and reap the benefits of free merchandise, their mind justifies the act. They will keep doing it. This leads to other people, even those who are against stealing in their earlier years, are persuaded to change their behavior because of the rewards. This is going to be particularly increased during times of high inflation. In the minds of the people that are waffling on stealing or not stealing, they feel this is not fair to them. They should also have $1,000 of free stuff. Especially, they will partake in those behaviors when they know that they can steal without threat of either being caught or punished. The question is, would people steal if they knew they were likely to get caught and have to go to jail? Most would not. There's always a few that would. Part of this crime picture is the effect on our culture. We're turning people into thieves, promoting mob mentality, accepting unlawful acts, and gang murders. Protesters now are not just protesting their point of view. They're looting, they're burning, they're harming and killing police, harming and killing other citizens, and disturbing the neighborhoods. This must stop. No one wants to live in a neighborhood where all nights are covered by protesters throwing things and yelling and lighting fires. What is happening to the feeling of guilt in this country? Most people have guilt for hurting others. This is starting to change. These criminals have no respect or caring for others. Some of our judges, prosecuting attorneys, and even politicians are turning their heads, or even worse, they're promoting the crime. Is that what we want in our society? Without guilt, you have sociopaths running around with lack of feelings for the people they harm. They have no regrets. Other problems caused by crime are the rising in prices, difficult in getting and keeping employees, product shortages, uh, 
and a change of buying habits, the loss of business due to people not feeling safe to shop, eat, or go into entertainment is becoming a trend. In America, our forefathers called for the rule of law, which means equal and just for all. The majority of citizens want to live in peace and where they feel safe. Why are the few radical politicians, some elected judges, some governors, mayors, and members of the public pushing for no bail, easy or no penalties, and ruining our country for millions of law-abiding citizens? The recidivism rate, which is defined as crimes committed by those who are released from incarceration after they have captured for criminal acts, the rate of those released criminals is extremely high in committing further crime. They will quickly break the laws, hurt others soon after they were released. If we want to live in a safe and peaceful country, we have to have justice crush the crime, and rebuild a peaceful culture. We need the law enforcement to be harsh enough on violent crimes and enforce on people who commit multiple crimes. People we see today are committing even murder after they've been incarcerated for a while, and then somebody made a decision to let them go, assuming they will be model citizens and, and not go into crime of action again. This is wrong. There are two groups of people who must be stopped in America. The politicians, judges, and elected officials who think acts of crime are acceptable behavior. The second group is the, are the criminals themselves. These groups influence to a point of slowing down and eradicated most of the criminal activities, but we have to set up a different culture to do that. In different countries, they have different crime rates, different kinds of crimes or level of crimes, and the types of crimes. Friends of mine once lived in Italy. They told about the burglary rate was terrible. Many times citizens would come home to find something had been stolen from their property but violent crimes were highly uncommon. Why is this different than Americans' big cities? Because in Italy, their social values and level of punishment for committing violent crimes was drastic. Law enforcement focuses on and caught a high rate of people who committed violent crimes. This was totally unacceptable by all people and the enforcement community. There's highly punished for those violent crimes. So I ask you why mayors in America who manage large cities don't understand this, or don't they care? This is an indication that crime can be altered, slowed down, or even stopped in the right culture, the right enforcement, and totally understanding for people that are thinking about committing crime as unacceptable behavior. So how can we stop the crime that's going on or at least slow it down? We have to change our culture of the people allowing crime and criminals from getting away without penalty. We need our elected officials in the criminal justice system to represent the majority of people in our country. Americans need to start feeling sorry for the victims and stop rewarding the criminals. 
Next, we need to assess the quality and importance of our laws. Some laws we don't even need anymore, we're not using, and the ones that are unenforced we need to change. We need to keep modifying the laws we need, get rid of the laws we don't, but enforce the laws that we do keep. We also need to make sure we have a consistent, fair, and just enforcement process. For criminals committing violent crimes, they need to be dealt with with enough harsh penalty that alter their behavior or removes them from society. If altering their behavior is not the course, they can't be turned into model citizens and they should not and cannot belong in our society. Any politician, attorney general, judge, or elected governor or mayor who promotes crime or allows crime to continue without regard to the safety of the millions of the rest of us need to be removed from office. We need to stop defunding the police and expand the police budgets to the level needed to have a huge impact on the criminal perpetrators and their crime levels. We also need to get rid of the gangs who are committing the inner city crimes and cause weekly shootings. Think about this. What if those judges who let criminals go and the rape or kills again once they're out back on the street, should those judges be held for responsible? American citizens are always responsible for results and their decisions. If you decide to drive 100 miles an hour in a 70 mile an hour zone, you know, number one, you're taking the risk of being caught. Secondly, you will pay a high fee for driving that quickly. Worse is that you could kill yourself or someone else. So we need to make people focus on, be aware of what they're about to do, realizing they're about to get caught, and that's unacceptable behavior. What if those judges that turn loose, those criminals that have committed rape or murder, and they had to live with them for the six months after they were out, do you think they would still make the same decision? I think not. How we in America turn against crime. The fastest and best way is the majority of voters to join our organization, Vote With Power, through the communication loop with our representatives that is enough is enough of the crime. How can we turn against uh, these criminals is by communicating through our representatives that we will not accept this behavior. Once they have a fear that they're not going to get reelected, that even takes precedent over all the donors' money that they get to run an election. Remember, every vote counts more than money to buy advertising to get votes. The general public must speak out, take action against those who support, influence, or promote crime. We the people need to step up and take action to change America and make it a safe place to live for all. Please join Vote With Power at votewithpower.com and take part in changing the direction you want America to go. If you visit votewithpower.com, 
You can get more information, not just on crime, but our border crisis, our inflation problems, and many other problems, and the direction our country is heading. You'll get more information. You can listen to more podcasts, read blogs, sign up for the free newsletter, or also join other concerned voters, which is only $10 a month, to change the direction of our country, solve America's problems, and deflate the dysfunctional politics. Remember, without voter input and action, we will lose our democracy. Without democracy, we will lose our freedom. Without individual freedom, we will end up in a dictatorship or oligarchy. If you just look at Russia and China and North Korea, would you like to live in those places? Voting in America is a privilege. Making your vote count is every voter's responsibility. I hope you visit VoteWithPower.com. Make it a great day for freedom and talk with you on the next podcast. This is Denny Bowersox saying goodbye for now. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.